Hey, hey, welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. I'm Sierra Booker, sex and intimacy coach and sex enthusiast. I'm about to make your life a lot spicier. I help people find their truths and live their desires shame free. My goal is to break the generational and cultural shame around sexuality and sex, all while helping make your sexual experiences with yourself, partner, significant other in your life, everything that you desire. I am full of resources and I am extremely straight to the point. So if you are ready for the unsugarcoated talks, I'll be covering everything under the birds and the bees, aka sex. Welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Unchained Sex Cast. We are featuring our new segment of the show, which is Guests Unchained. And today I am back with Jennifer Kalo, sex and relationship coach. She, if you caught our first episode, you definitely have to catch it. Um, she specializes in opening up relationships, uh, swinging, poly, online dating, all juicy ass topics. Today, I have been waiting for, because today we're going to talk about opening up your relationship. Jen, you have had personal experience doing this. Tell me your favorite part about the fact that you've been able to open your relationship and you've been like thriving, thriving (laughs) in this for like a year and a half now since. Yeah, I've opened up two relationships. Yeah, and both of them very different. So maybe we'll talk about how they're different. Yeah, yeah I love it. Years. <laughs> so too. So for people who are like, wow, I never thought I would ever open up a relationship. You're talking to someone who's done it twice <laughs> in her own personal life. And you help your clients as well do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so excited. How, first off, For someone listening who maybe is like totally new to these terms, can we just like break down maybe the difference between a swinging lifestyle? Because I know this is a very popular topic and more people are coming out that they are in the swinging lifestyle. Um, And then the difference between what a poly relationship might look like. Can you kind of, and then like maybe your own personal experience with what you define yourself as? Okay. Yeah, you got it. Okay. So when we talk about what type of open are you in, there's several different words that you're going to need to have maybe defined. And we'll talk about those. So the broad term of being open is called being in the lifestyle. So you'll, you'll hear open people say I'm in the lifestyle or you'll see upside down pineapples. That's our symbol of being in the lifestyle within the lifestyle. There are a couple different ways that people show up. One is swinging And swinging would be defined as having sex, not dating. You're not falling in love with people. And a lot of times it's a one-time experience. This could be couples being in an open swinging relationship. It could be singles being in an open swinging relationship. It's open. And this is kind of a no strings attached energy to it. You are just down to fuck. You are DTF. (laughs) DTF. DTF. Then the opposite side of that is poly, polyamory. Poly means love and amory is, I'm sorry, amory is love and poly is many. It means many loves. So these are for the people that have tons of capacity outside of even their relationship to love more than one human. It's usually something that's kind of a dedicated love. You're with these people for a while. Um, You 
you do fall deeply in love with the different partners that you're in. It's definitely the opposite of swinging. Then there is a hybrid. So some people might have a partnership where they also have a couple polyamorous people that they are dating. And then every now and then they want to like go out and go swinging and do something super crazy and fun in that way. Poly, also known as polyamory, means many loves. So the person that's interested in polyamory typically has a lot of capacity for love, for humans, for the engagement that you're going to have between maybe even different families being involved in your life. And I would say this is a kind of relationship that goes really deep. There is love there. Um, and it's, it's very committal. So as you can imagine, you got swinging on one side where it's like, I'm down a fuck. And then you have Polly. It's like, I love you. Let's spend our lives together. And then sometimes there's a hybrid. So the hybrid could be, I'm in a partnership with, let's say Scott, my partner, and we have a girlfriend where we have a triad and that's a polyamorous relationship. It's consistent. We are dating her. There's love involved on all three of us. And there's different dynamics within that, but I won't go into them right now. And then maybe once a month, we go to the swinger club and we're down to fuck. Or once a year, we have a comet partner that comes in and we have a, a swinger type of, a, of a relationship with them and then they leave. And then one day we'll see them again. So you can definitely have a hybrid. I love that. I love that there's so many different choices. And I think one thing to learning, because this is not, this is very, you know, growing up in purity culture, opening relationships has been new to me in the past. I would say five years is whenever I really started learning more about it and seeing how much was out there and doing our sex coaching school that we did. It was insane to see how many different types of relationships you mentioned one, a triad, um, and like all the different ways that they can be intermingled. So I think it kind of comes back to what we said on our last episode is I want you to drop every idea you've ever had about a relationship. And Mm. let's just actually look at like what you want, what would work for you? What would work for your lifestyle? What do you actually want to get up and live every day? I think. And I think I definitely know you get up every day and you love the way you are living (laughs) and it shows (laughs) it really does. And I think one question that has never been asked to me is why, like, why would you be in an open relationship? Mm. Uh, yeah, fucking tell us, tell us why would you want an open relationship? Like I here's for the people who are like, I can barely keep track of one. Why would I want another? Like Give me, give me the reason on why you would want to okay. maybe open up. Okay. I think there's several reasons. So yeah. for me specifically in my current relationship, we are both voyeurs and we love to watch oh. our other person get pleasure. My so nips are hard that, now. Damn it, Jen. I hope they're very hard. So <laughs> what Scott and I have structured in our own relationship and, and you asked, what are we? I would define us as poly. We're not swingers. We don't do orgies. We don't, we don't just have people come in and out of our bedroom. Um, we practice super safe sex. We're careful for ourselves. We're very careful for our partner. We get tested multiple times a year. And yeah. so for us, that, that requires more of a polyamorous relationship. Um, we also don't have capacity to have have 15 million people that we're trying to keep track of. So for us, we have a closed triad. We only date women. 
And so what that means, all those words just means we have a girlfriend and we have three ways with her. (laughs) So the reason that we do it is to actually enrich our own relationship. It's sexy as fuck. We love sharing with another person. She loves being with a couple and feeling the masculine and the feminine energy and feeling extra taken care of. Um, And we love to watch each other have sex with other people. It's a huge turn on for us. Now that's just us. I am so glad that you mentioned that I'm like over here, like giddy, so fucking excited. Um, so I just recorded an episode all on voyeurism. I don't know when it's going to launch in comparison to this one, but the title is, I just want to watch. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it was basically to describe a voyeur for those of you who might be listening and be like, you've thrown out so many terms. I'm confused. I I don't know. Uh, voyeurism is someone who just wants to watch. And this, I talk about this more in depth on an episode. It might not always be sexual acts, but when it's your sexual kink to watch having a third person in the bedroom, heck yeah. Think of all the different views that you got going on. Like so many different angles, like so many different stimuli, like we're talking like a whole new set of ball game rules, like so many options. What was, I know you've worked a lot in opening relationships and with different clients. Is there any, I think one thing I want to talk about is the different types of relationship dynamics and how you can kind of find what yours is going to be, but is there any relationship dynamic just for fun that you've kind of seen throughout the years that was like, wow, that is like a fun relationship. Like it's different. I've not seen this before. So unique. Everyone's unique in their own way, but is there something that like sticks out to you that you just need to tell us about? No, that's what I was going to say is everything's unique. So as you talk about <laughs> voyeurism, there's actually another coach that you and I graduated with that her and her husband are monogamous, but they go to swinger resorts all the time. They don't actually have sex with anyone, but they love to watch other people and they love to be watched. Love and so it. they'll get the bedroom that's like facing out with like the, all the glass where everyone can watch them fuck yes. and they can watch everyone else fuck. So that what I love about this energy of like, we're a little open. Like we kind of crack the door and we're just like peeking through as voyeurs is that that's sexy as fuck. And you get to stay monogamous with your partner. And, you know, if you have a lot of jealousy concerns, maybe this isn't for you. Um, and jealousy, I think comes up for everyone. It comes up for me sometimes still with Scott, but if you're into just playing in that fun energy of like, okay, I'm sharing you, but only visually, and we're watching other people, but we're not fucking them is totally possible. So I think that's hot as fuck. I think what Scott and I do is really hot. In fact, I just recorded a podcast before you and I recorded a podcast on threesomes, how to have a threesome. Oh, yes. If you ask anyone, especially men, what is your sexual fantasy? You're a biggest sexual fantasy. If you could just do one thing, it's always threesome. And what's interesting is I've seen stuff or anal. Usually it's threesome. Cause that's like, you know, threesome with guys, anal. guys aren't going to say anal usually. <laughs> Maybe they will. <laughs> what I have found, and I don't have the stats with me, but I think it's like 6% of the entire population has actually even had a threesome. So if you even look at the lifestyle and people in the lifestyle that can have sex with anyone, it's hard to pull off a threesome for some reason. There's a lot of like couple swapping, or there's a lot of like, let's just join into a big orgy, like come to the house party this weekend. We'll all be naked and you can just whatever. 
but the threesome for some reason is really elusive. And Scott and I have a threesome every time we have sex with our girlfriend. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> and when you think about swingers, what's really hot and sexy about that is they might go to a swinger club and then they go home with someone else or they invite someone else home with them, or they're even fucking in the club, someone that they've never met before and assuming that they're using protection and all the things. Cause I always think first about like, geez, my STDs, but yeah. there's a way to protect yourself and still make it really sexy and fun. So I think every single one of these dynamics is fun. Even if you stay monogamous and you just look, or you just go to kind of see what's going on and feel that sexy energy, you don't have to even actually go do anything. Oh, I love it. My kinky energy. I'm a kinky blueprint. So like, I find everything like that's the problem with me is I, <laughs> I'm like, yes, all of it is so interesting. All of it is so fun. Everything you just described. I'm over here. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like so mm. into it. Um, so I think you saying just as far as somebody who's interested in maybe opening, but not really sure where to start. So one, I think you saying just going to like a resort like that, where you're literally not engaging with anyone, but just seeing how you feel watching your partner, watch someone or your partner, watching you watch someone. I think that's a really great way to kind of integrate into things. As far as seeing is your relationship ready for something like this? Is this something that you both really want? Because I know some couples who are like, oh no, I watched my husband make out with one person and was like, hell no, never happening again. Like they just didn't like it once it actually happened. So what are, what's a good first timer conversation to have, I guess, if you're, you're interested in opening up your relationship, but you're not really sure, like what conversation needs to be had first. I know we talk a lot about consent and communication, but like, what's something that you can have as a first timer conversation to like dip your toes into the water of it. Mm -hmm. So assuming this is a conversation that you're having with your partner, mm -hmm. it's something that you've been thinking about for a while and you're nervous how they're going to take it. I would do something really easy. Like um, assuming that maybe watching porn or looking at different things is something normal in your relationship or something new you could bring in. Maybe you're like, Hey babe, tonight, I want to actually like put a show on and I really want to see something around maybe like a three-way let's try it and see what happens. And so you're bringing that energy into your bedroom without anything actually having to happen. And then afterwards, maybe a day or two goes by and you're like, Hey babe, I've really been thinking about that video that we watched the other night, we were having sex and I loved when she was going down on the guy and then the guy was going down on the girl and they were making this train thing. Like, have you ever thought about that in real life? Or if this is too much for you and you're, you don't bring porn into your bedroom, which is totally fine. It could be something like, Hey babe, I was listening to this podcast by Sierra <laughs> and she was talking about open relationships. And you know what? All of a sudden I was like, this might be really interesting. And I want to know, is this something, have you ever thought about this kind yes. of crazy, right? Just open the door and see what happens. <laughs> That's nuts. Who could actually think of these things and live them happily thriving? Like what crazy things. And I think it's, it's just getting the education out there. So start with yes. little bitty conversations as you get more interest, introduce other podcasts. There's lots of podcasts these days. I have one um, that Sex Chick has also talks about sometimes uh, people being open. Sierra, I'm sure you have a bunch of resources, but yes, yes. Podcasts are great. Um, there's movies and shows. Sense8, I think, is on Netflix, and it's a great one about like open and even LGBTQ. There's amazing books. Um, I have one here, Poly Secure by Jessica Fern is fucking amazing. I would start with her. I have one here called more than two. 
Um, are you about to show me your polysecure book? No, I'm writing it down. So I don't forget. (laughs) I'm like, she's probably got this book. (laughs) I don't actually, I'm going to read it though. Start to learn. Um, I also told Sierra, I have an opening up guide. It is free and it walks you through number one, figuring out what kind of open you are. Number two, what kind of dynamic do you and your partner want, which we need to talk about that too, Uh, as well. And then number three, like, okay, where do I go? How do I find people? So before you ever think about opening your relationship together and actually taking action on it, I want you to educate yourself because you don't want to just jump in and have a giant orgy and then come out and you're like, oh Jesus, what have we done? And like, I think this has ruined our marriage and it like really get clear on what you want. I love that. Love, love, love. Solid advice for sure. And I think, you know, you I think it's also getting clear on what you don't want because we don't really know. We can't really figure out what we want unless we know exactly what I fucking do not want. So diving into that further, your guide, where can they find your guide at? By the way, I know we talked about this. I am so excited. Like I, (laughs) you told me it's on your side and now I'm like, I have to get off of here and go get it. Yeah. It's in the link in my bio. Um, I have a link tree associated on almost every single platform that I'm on and it's called the opening up free guide. I'll make sure that you have it. Second thing is to your point, you want to know what you don't want to do too. And that's called your dynamic. So your dynamic is kind of like your calling card of how you want to show up in the lifestyle. So let's pretend like we can just follow me and Scott's for now. Cause that's easy. Um, the first box to check is like, what kind of open are we? Okay. We're polyamorous. The second one is what is our dynamic? And this is an open playing field. So some people are completely open. My first or my second marriage with my last husband, we ended our marriage being completely open, meaning I could fuck whoever I wanted. He could fuck whoever he wanted. We didn't have all these rules. Like I have to be there in the same room. And if I'm not in the same room, then you can't, or I have to know, or I don't have to know, or I have to, whatever. Like we just opened and gave ourselves full permission, full hall hall passes, right? That is honestly, I find a lot of that. Um, the second thing I find are like swaps. So same room, full, full, full swap, which means you can have sex with the husband or the wife of the other partner. Yep. The other might be, um, same room soft swap. So we can use our mouths, but we're not going to put penis and vagina inside of each other and mix. Yeah. Um, do what? No PNA, no PNA in that one. Not a soft swap. Soft swap no would be like making out or like blowjob or you know, okay, kind of lingus that kind of thing. Um, then there's other things that are a little bit more narrow, like well, I just have threesomes or I'm a unicorn or I'm bluefish, meaning I'm a single male or a single female and I like to go be with couples. That's a dynamic. Um, Scott is that what I, a bluefish is? You just threw out bluefish unicorn and I'm like bluefish. What yep. unicorn okay. is a single female? A bluefish is a single male. And those are rare, apparently, in the lifestyle, but they're people that, and they may be married. It may be like I know right now of a couple where the male is a bluefish. So he goes and joins other couples and has tons of fun with them. Um, and then she goes and does whatever she wants to do. <laughs> Usually, I think she's one on one with another man. So there's so many different dynamics. Again, Scott and I, we are polyamorous, we are in a thruple that is closed with our girlfriend. So those are like three different defining parts of our own dynamic. So this is where to Sierra's point, you want to figure out what you don't want as well. I hear a lot of times and not that this is, you know, acceptable, but it's just socially how we're at. 
a lot of times men will say, I don't want another man inside my woman. Okay, great. Then, you know, that's your dynamic. That's my dynamic with Scott. He does not want that. So in order for me to be open, I'm like, okay, cool. What other playing cards are left on the table that I'm willing to be a part of? And I am bisexual. So I love women. And so I'm like, great, we'll date women together. And we, we, like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, we use being in the lifestyle as an enhancement to our own relationship. Mm-hmm. We already have an amazing fucking sex yes. life. We have sex all the time. It's creative. It's fun. We do sex exploration nights. And so us having a girlfriend just adds to it. So for my partner's uh, birthday at the end of the month, we're going to go to Dallas together and the girlfriend's coming and we're going to go to Colette's. We're so excited, yes. which is a sex club, by the way. Um, but we could do that and have fun without her too. Yeah. Right. So I think it's really good. You mentioned that though, because it's the same thing we, you know, we, we share about just going back to more basics, sex toys in the bedroom. There's always stigma around sex toys and toys are not replacements. They're tools and they're used to enhance experiences, enhance what's already there. So I think in the same exact manner, you just described that you guys have a thriving, happy sex, sex life, relationship, everything. You just enhanced it. You just like put it on steroids. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah. And I I think it's important to say, if you are struggling in your relationship, fucking do not open it. It is not going to help. It's the same as advice as someone being like, well, if you guys just had a baby, it would bring everybody together. Don't fucking have a baby and do not open your relationship. (laughs) (laughs) First go get a, go get a coach or go get a therapist and work on your marriage or your partnership first. Then you open. So one of the things I think about often, and I am releasing a podcast this week on is from our girlfriend's point of view. She's actually on the podcast, which is, oh, yes, I'm so excited is like, what makes you a good couple to have a third want to even fucking join you? Mm. Because it's a lot. It's not like, oh, just because we want to have sex with another woman or man that they're going to want to come be in our relationship. Like you have to show up well, you have to look like you're cohesive as a couple. You can't have a bunch of fucking drama and have these people want to come be in your life. And you're probably going to want to do it again, right? Like you're going to want to have another threesome with somebody. So how do you take care of that person afterwards? How do you nurture them and nourish this new relationship that you're creating? Again, unless you're swinging and you don't care, and then you just kind of go through body counts, which I find must be exhausting. That's why I'm not a swinger. Um, But it just depends on what you're looking for. I will say too. So I do have a few swinger listeners who are more quality over quantity in their swinging lifestyle. And so they do form intimate connections with the people that they swing with and they are, um, uh, couple swings. So they're a couple couples mm-hmm. that swing with other couples. What's the word for that? I just said that word the other day. I don't know, but I definitely know that that is yeah. a thing. Um, what I found with swingers is their big rule is usually like, we can't fall in love. Mm. which I find interesting. I'm like, how I do you feel control you tell that? me not to do something. I'm going to do it. So. How do you control who you love and who you don't? I had a, I had clients that are um, supposedly swingers, but they're not, they're, they're more poly than anything. <laughs> and they were like, God, we are, you know, one of our rules is if we get too close to the per- the woman that we're dating or the person that we're dating and we fall in love, we have to end the relationship immediately. And I'm like, okay, number one, this feels unethical. Number two, have you told the people that you're seeing that this is a thing and that they're not allowed to fall in love with you? And then number three, are you really going to break it off? Like that's going to break your heart, their heart, your wife's heart. Like, I don't like this rule. So 
I, I feel like a in a poly thing. relationship too, most people and people that I've, I've talked to who are in poly relationships are different type of dynamic. They will explain the reason they found themselves in that situation is because they don't close themselves off to connection and love with other humans. Mm -hmm. And like you said it, I think at the beginning of the episode, some people, and I truly wholeheartedly believe some people are born to hold enormous capacities of love. Some people, I'm definitely one of them. And I think it took me a really long time to realize that I was that type of way. I kind of want to talk about before we hop off, tell me again, your opening relationship guide has everything that you need as far as like simple steps on how to open. Last question I have one last question I have for you before we hop off on here. And this is something I've actually had multiple clients work through. And that is when they've gone to actually have that, that conversation with their partner about opening they're met with rejection. They're met with their insecurities and maybe they didn't even know how insecure their partner actually was, but then they go and have this conversation with them or start to open up and it triggers their partner like no other. And I mean, like I've had several clients who like ended up breaking up because of this conversation alone. Mm -hmm. So like, is there anything that you could prep going into that? I know you said, and spoke to a little bit about just testing the waters easy with like bringing an erotic film in, you know, bringing in something small to kind of just test and see how it goes. But is there anything else that you could prepare for someone before they need to have this conversation? Well, I did mention really, really making sure that you're educated in this and you don't have to have a PhD in open relationships, but listen to some podcasts and listen to some experiences that people have already had and a bunch of different advice. In the opening up guide, I actually have links for several different podcasts and books to make it really easy for you. Some of them are even on my own podcast where I've, I've interviewed other people that are also in the open relationship space that give you even scripts of what to say on a personal note, I will say it's a fucking hard conversation to have. And I've had it now with two men. And the first one, uh, well, both I needed outside assistance for. Um, so in the the last, my last marriage, when I started realizing I'm not making any progress in this conversation of even just wanting to have different types of sex within my marriage, mm-hmm. I went and found for me, I didn't even know coaches were a thing back then. So I went and found a polyamorous or lifestyle friendly therapist that would take my insurance. Wow. And so she helped me begin to have conversations. I was like, tell me what to say. And I'd go back and I'd be like, okay, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, oh fuck. And then the next week I'd be like, this is what he said. What do I do now? And she'd be like, okay, here's what you do next. And so we got to the point where he would start to join my sessions and we'd have conversations, the three of us. And then we'd move to the next step and the next step and the next step. And you know, a lot of times this isn't just an easy conversation of like, let's open up our relationship. A lot of times there's a lot of other things happening that are making you feel like why you need to open it. Or, um, you may be childhood experiences where like, let's say, you know, you're a woman and you're going to your, your male partner and they had a lot of childhood trauma around being left Mm. or around being not enough. And so all of that can come up. So I would just say, get help. If you feel this is something I would say everyone should need help on because you're not going to, you're not going to know what to do. Um, and it's a, again, it's a difficult and, and tender conversation. I would say with my, my last husband, when we were able to open it, it got easier and we continued to need support because each week it was like, oh shit, this new thing came up. Like one time I was in a hot tub him and I were in the hot tub together and we were sharing our last dates. And he mentioned, I did this thing to her 
but he wouldn't do that thing to me. And all the stuff came up for me that was like, am I not enough? Like, why wouldn't he do this for me? And for 10 years, I fucking asked for this thing. And he, the state he does it. And in my current relationship with Scott, it took months. Like I did not think it was going to happen. I involved the same polyamorous therapist. We actually went in person again. And I remember at one point her looking at us and going, y'all are just going to have to break up. And I'm like, but we love each other and we have to figure it out. And eventually we did. Eventually we figured it out. And it was me realizing that I needed to be bendy and what open looked like. For me in my mind, because my my last marriage was completely open and Jen fucks men and Scott's like, no man is fucking fucking you. Like that's not happening. Mm-hmm. And I finally got into alignment with like, oh, okay, well, this is a version of what open looks like that I can be okay with and that we both really enjoy. And now Scott's super into it and we love it. So it's a process. And I would just say, get help and support if you need help and support. And most of the time people's partners are not going to be like, yeah, let's go have people. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's very true. Yeah. And it also goes through seasons. So it may yes. be a season where, you know, him and I ha- currently have a girlfriend. And at some point, if we ever break up with her, which, you know, who knows, we probably will at some point. Everybody's going to move on at some point. Our experience with others have been, you know, they come and then they go and, or they find new couples or they find new people that they want to, you know, they evolve. And so we might take a little break. It might be a couple months. It might be a couple weeks. And then eventually the two of us will go, okay, it's time. Like we're itching to get back into the apps and see what is available. Like what fish are out there in the ocean to play with, you know? So it's just, it's a process. I love it. And I love that you guys, I feel like you truly set your relation, your relationship up for evolution though, and mm-hmm. growing. And I feel like that's where a lot of people end up feeling stuck a lot of the time is because they feel like it's time to grow and evolve. And maybe you don't have a partner that's wanting to grow and evolve. And maybe your taste is a lot kinkier than yeah, your thank other you partner. Thank you so much for sharing on this juicy ass topic. Um, I'm going to be running to go get your guide now to your site. If you guys haven't, um, make sure you go follow Jen on Instagram and check out the links. They'll be in the show notes of this episode so that you can get all the juicy, hot stuff, her guide, um, join her email list too, because she's going to send you sexy stuff, all the sexy details. If you need more though, on this topic, if you're like, these episodes are not enough, reach out to Jen, reach out to me. You know, we're here to answer your questions. And like she said, if you're in a spot where a lot of this is really resonating with you, and maybe some of the things that she said really hit home, we're here to help. There are coaches, there are professionals, there are therapists out there that are here to help guide you through that. And I know that we've never really been given that option but now you have that option. So we're here to tell you that now reach out to Jen. She will definitely help guide you through opening up your relationship. If this is something that you are ready to cross over into Jen, thank you so much. Is there anything Mm. else you want to say? You want to leave us with, give us, give us out of your beautiful soul. No, this was so good. Thank you. And to Sierra's point, if you need more, let her know or let me know. I do group coaching programs. I do one-on-one to help you move through all the weird, all the weirdness of opening up until you feel delicious and juicy and flowy. Um, And I also host live events here in my area. So awesome. And where are you located? Can you tell I'm in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of like somebody who is like taking their job, like a champ boss ass babe in the Bible belt, just gonna throw that out there. Like 
you're rocking it. We both are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jen. Guys, I'll catch you on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Unchained Sex Cast. For more, please follow us on Instagram under the Unchained Sex Cast or my coaching page, Inspired by Sierra. If you feel inclined, please feel free to share us with your friends. This is not a sponsored podcast, so it is by word of mouth. If you liked us, loved us, wanted to review us, please take a second and do so, and we would super appreciate it to help us organically grow. Thanks again for catching the Unchained Sex Cast. We'll see you on our next episode.